Production. Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammered Down Show with Jared Jesselitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited. He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette sports. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do. We have more tickets for you to win. All right, today I got, let's see here, volleyball tickets for Sunday's game against Northwestern. You want to check that game out. Here's what you got to do. Raven Colvin, honored by the uh, Big Ten this week. I'll tell you about that, but let's honor her here with our key text word for the day. You just text Raven to 765 447-4080, and then I will get you uh, in the running here. It's Purdue Volleyball this Sunday, 2 o'clock, Holloway Gymnasium. They're taking on Northwestern. It is sold out. The entire season is sold out. But I got tickets for you here for this one, okay? That's Sunday's matchup against Northwestern. Text RAVEN to 765-447-4080, and I'll get you in the running for these tickets. If you have not been lately to see Purdue Volleyball play, whew, you're missing out. You are missing out. So text Raven to 765-447-4080. And uh, I got you a chance to get your face in the place this Sunday when they take on Northwestern. Also coming up on the show today, Coach Terry Peebles, Harrison Raiders in the driver's seat in the NCC race. And you know, they look like they're about to lap some teams here uh, at down the stretch. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about that. Uh, he is coming up in just a little bit, but let's start, like we always do, with the need-to-know news. Here's your need-to-know news. All right, uh, good news for the Cubs yesterday in the wild card. Uh, those jerks, the Arizona Diamondbacks, decided to lose their game at the Yankees. You'll love to see it. So now... Here's where we're at. The Cubs and Diamondbacks sit even in that five and six seed spot. Those are the last two wildcard spots. Six games remain for everybody involved in the hunt, except for the Reds, who only have five left. Reds sit two and a half games back from a spot. Miami sits just a game back from both Arizona and Chicago. Cubs will open a series tonight in Atlanta with Justin Steele on the mound. That's good news for them. Miami rolls up to New York to take on the Mets. Normally could be bad, but the Marlins just lost two out of three at home to them last week. The Reds start out a two-game series in Cleveland tonight. Arizona gets a road series starting tonight on the south side versus the White Sox. And Urena's on the mound. But here's the thing about him. Look. He may have lost all three of his starts this season, but in two of those starts, he only gave up one earned run. 
So don't let the stats fool you on that. The less he tries to do, the more ground, ground ball pitching that he does, the better he does. In my estimation. Uh, in his Monday press conference yesterday, Shane Steichen told reporters that Anthony Richardson still remains in concussion protocol. He'll be back as soon as he's available. So there's no kind of controversy there. You don't have to worry about that. Steichen also noted that Ryan Kelly is also still in concussion protocol. So we'll find out about both those guys tomorrow. That'll be the first day of injury reports tomorrow. Uh, Purdue men's golf. They're still in control up at the Wyndham Memorial. In fact, I I put this together, this story, like a half hour ago, and I should double-check on this where they're at. It's actually gotten better for them, so get this. Uh, They now have a five-stroke lead. They had a weather delay. But they got a five-stroke lead. They are paired up with East Tennessee State. And uh, it says right here they're on 12. So I don't know if they're actually back to playing or not. But it just says following a 20-minute delay due to weather, final round play is underway. But it seems like everything's halted right now. Uh, so here's where we're at. Purdue at 35 under. That's five strokes in front of East Tennessee State. And that is 12 in front of South Florida. So they're in pretty firm control of this one right now. Other Big Ten teams in here Purdue's dominating include Indiana, Northwestern, um, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan State are all in this field, and Purdue is having their way. Herman Secney owns a three-stroke lead for the top spot right now. Let's see here. Peyton Snowberger, shout out to the local prodigy. He's sitting in sixth at eight under. That's five strokes off the lead. So that looks really good. Purdue's got three players in the top ten. Three of the five are in the top ten. And Nell Sertani sitting uh, just outside of the top 20 right now by a stroke. Last time I checked to everybody for Purdue on the course, because Sam Easterbrook was the fifth guy, and he's an even. So everybody is even or better for Purdue men's golf today. Purdue women's golf yesterday used a 6-under-274 to uh, jump up and take third place at the Schooner Fall Classic in Oklahoma. Boilermakers finished 3-under for the tournament. That ties a school record with a 54-hole total of 837. The final round, 274, was the second-best team round ever. Just behind the program record of 270, they set up a camp a few weeks ago. Also for the second straight tournament, Ashley Kozlowski led the Boilermakers. She fired off a career-low 66 in the final round, cracking the top 10 uh, for lowest 54-hole totals uh, as well, where Jocelyn Brutch and Can Bonabadi, uh, they both finished 14th. So, again, I told you I like Coach Birdman. This women's team making moves. You love to see it. Purdue, uh, Big Ten announced that Purdue Volleyball middle blocker Raven Colvin, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week, following this team's uh, victories over Maryland and Rutgers. Congratulations to them. Uh, In the opening week of Big Ten play, Colvin led the team with 16 total blocks, averaged 2.29 blocks per set over those two matches on the row. Good stuff. 
And again, she is the keyword here for today. Text Raven to 765-447-4080. You text it in for your chance to win tickets. Purdue Volleyball taking on Northwestern this Sunday, 2 p.m. I've got your tickets right here for that. You want to go to that. You totally want to go to that. I want you to go to it. So text Raven to 765-447-4080, and uh, that'll get you uh, right uh, right into the drawing, which we'll draw at the end of the show. You know how we do this. All right, tonight there is uh, no football. I'm so bummed. But we do have some baseball tonight. Normally at this point, like I do not want to get into some of the betting on baseball. There's so many call-ups. There's teams that are doing really good that have no interest in playing. Um, you know, there's there's just there, there's a lot of unknown. We like knowns in gambling. We like data. We like things that we feel like are predictable. But this uh, this is tough. Look tonight. As much as I like Justin Steele, I don't know that I can back the Cubs in this one tonight. Atlanta is not letting up. At least not tonight. Elder has been solid. Justin Seal's been good, but not as good on the road. And that's what kind of concerns me uh, tonight. This is a tough last six for the Cubs. I mean, they're going to run it. I don't know that the Brewers are necessarily going to give them a whole lot of room, but we'll see. Steele's last several road games include uh, at Arizona, gave up six hits. I'm sorry, seven hits, six earned. He's given up six earned in his last two starts each, which has not been good. A no decision at Pittsburgh on top of that back on August the 24th. This is road games. Gave up two earned there. Gave up three earned at Toronto on six hits. A no decision there. The last win, you got to go back to July 27th on the road. Last road win when they beat St. Louis. So, yeah, he struggled down the stretch here the last couple of uh, starts. Can he turn it around in this one? We'll see. Again, he's not as good on the road. ERA's up a full point on the road. He's 4-2. Strikeouts per 9 is about even. Walks per 9 is exactly even. Home runs per 9 is higher. It's almost a full extra home run per 9 higher than it is at home. Some of that has to do with Wrigley Field, though. And the other thing I don't like about this matchup for him is uh, Atlanta's putting out guys that have been somewhat successful against him. Acuna's three for five. Ozzie Albies is two for three. Matt Olson is two for four with a homer, three RBIs. I mean, like that top four outside of Austin Riley, who's 0 for five, has been pretty darn good against him. So that makes me a little bit nervous. I'm not a huge fan at minus 160 on the uh, on the Braves. I'm sorry, it's down to 148. Um, I, I'm not taking the run line. I just, 
I don't. I just can't, in in good conscience, uh, take the Cubs on this one. Maybe I'm being a little bit of a hater, but as soon as you want these guys to put it away, they've had trouble doing it. I feel like it's going to be a battle all the way down the stretch here for the Cubs in getting one of those final playoff spots. Bryce Elder's been decent at home. 3-2-6 ERA, 7-1 at home. Just makes me nervous. I mean, his measurables aren't all the best stuff in the world. He's definitely hittable. But I just I, I like him a little bit better at home. He's so much better at home. I just I have to go with Atlanta in the opener. Just have to do it tonight. That's my play. Our buddies over there at DraftKings, I believe, got a twenty five percent boost for you tonight to use on your MLB betting. It's a parlay profit boost. So you know, I would go ahead. I could take them, and uh, well, Dodgers and Rockies just started. Granky's on the mound for the Royals. They're taking on Detroit. I don't hate the over. Seven and a half, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Braxton Garrett's on the mound for the Marlins, making them a minus 135 favorite. That's not terrible. I mean, look. I'm ner- it shouldn't easily be a layup for you to take the Diamondbacks over the White Sox, but like I told you, Urena's... Measurables haven't been as bad as what his stats indicate. Maybe take the Twins over the Athletics. How many do I need for the uh, parlay boost here tonight? Do I need three or do I just need two? Well, it doesn't have a minimum, does it? Okay. Well, then I'll just I'll pair that up. With uh, with Minnesota. So I'll take Atlanta and Minnesota tonight. And let's see if uh, let's see if we can hit there. That gets me to plus 137. You use your boost, you're plus 172. Not bad. I'm not going crazy. I'm waiting for the playoffs on baseball. And we're making too much hay during football. So I'm going to just take it easy there. Baseball. Uh, we're going to take a little break, too. Uh, don't worry. We're going to come right back. I've got uh, Coach Terry Peebles coming up with us next year. Harrison Raiders, uh, a good showing at home. They beat Jeff. That puts them in the driver's seat, and they got help from their friends over at McCutcheon beating Kokomo. So sole ownership of the NCC and their final season in the NCC uh, is within their grasp. We'll talk to him next. Stick around. There's plenty more Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammered. 1017 <laughs> Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show. 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. We're over to our Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. We're going to welcome Coach Terry Peebles here, uh, the Harrison Raiders. Big win over the Jeff Broncos last week, 32 to 13. They'll take on Arsenal Tech on the road uh, this Friday night. Coach, first off, congratulations. Uh, another nice win for you guys on Friday night. Uh, and, and you were able to do that all in the second half without Calix Dillon back there, which is, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be okay once we get to Friday. I, I know stuff's got to play out and, and, you know, tackle that on Friday. But uh, I, I thought your team just overall, again, fantastic work, both sides of the football. 
uh, in taking care of a Jeff offense that can be, you know, it's got a lot of Jimmys and Joes on it, some dynamic players. And uh, you guys did a very good job of keeping a lot of those guys in check on Friday night. Yeah, we played it. We played a great game. Uh, you know, a full forty-eight minute game. Uh, played hard the entire time. Our defense again played awesome. Uh, you know, we, we haven't given up more than two touchdowns in a, in a game this year, so they're playing great. Uh, and then in the the second half, uh, you know, our offensive line just kind of took over. We only threw one pass in the second half, and uh, you know, we're just able to establish some some dominance on the on the line of scrimmage, and then getting the ball back with six and a half minutes left, and. And, and running the clock out and, and scoring there at the end was a uh, was a big deal for us. And of course, uh, with that W over the Broncos too. I mean, you look at uh, what's left in the uh, schedule here. I mean, obviously, it puts you very much in the driver's seat uh, with uh, regards to winning the uh, NCC. Of course, Kokomo losing at McCutcheon uh, was uh, a big help as well. So now a chance really to uh, close this thing out. Uh, but uh, I'm sure you guys still take it one game at a time. But at least that moment there. I think you realize what's happened there, that you guys have that inside track to win in the conference, which I'm sure is one of your goals as well. Absolutely. You know, at, at this point, you know, we're on pace to to hit a lot of our goals this, this year. You know, we, we won the sword, which was a big one. We wanted to win Lafayette, you know, which is basically, you know, the teams we play in Tippecanoe County. We want, we wanted to do well there. And uh, at least in the regular season, we, we've done well there. Um, you know, the conference championship is uh, – you know, insight. You know, I, I think it's up to us if if we play the way we're capable. I think we should we should be in good shape there. Um, but if we're going to win our sectional, I think our sectional is probably going to be the toughest five A sectional in the state. Uh, with you know, right now there are three ranked teams in it, and I wouldn't be <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year McCutcheon gets a few votes. The way they're playing, the way you know they knock it, knocked off a number two team in the state. 4A, so it's going to be a bear come sectional time. It's not a defense that you want to run into first round of the sectional, that's for sure. Uh, they're playing very, very well and uh, did another good job uh, last uh, week against Kokomo. We're talking with Terry Peebles from the Harrison Raiders here on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline. You guys will go and take on Arsenal Tech. I, I know uh, traditionally not has been the, uh, the, 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 the winningest program. I know they're still looking for that W this year, but uh, I'm sure you've taken a look at the tape here. Uh, it's not like they don't have a few athletes there that can cause you problems. What do you have to prepare for this week? Uh, they do have a couple kids. Unfortunately, they just they don't have enough of them right now. Um, it's they, it's been a tough situation for them that they are not a, they haven't been able to play any home games this year. Uh, we're, we are actually playing at Broad Ripple High School on Friday night. Uh, which is a grass field that hasn't had football for the last few years, so I'm not sure how uh, well maintained it is. But uh, you know, sometimes I feel like we're a little spoiled with the facilities we have, uh, you know, up here. So it, it might be good for our kids to get a little dose of reality and see what some of the other uh, programs around here, you know, have to deal with. Um, hopefully, it's hopefully it's not too wet uh, Friday night. Uh, we've got you know a little rain this week, but but uh, I think this week's more probably about us and how we do things and you know how crisp we are uh you know can we hold on to the ball you know we lost a turnover battle last week uh you know we, as we move forward we're going to have to we're going to have to get better with some of those things so um this week we'll, it's more more of uh who we're going to play it's more of a focus on us and just getting better 
And is that kind of the message that you're putting out here as you get ready to go into sectionals here over the next couple of weeks? I mean, this is that final push to get ready. Uh, we always talk about this being, oh, what, like a nine-game uh, preseason schedule here. So in terms of that development, uh, what else do you still feel like you need to see out of your team before you hit sectionals? Well, number one, we need to stay healthy. Uh, you know, I, to play playing field again, we we weren't necessarily – at full strength the first time we had them with, with CJ and a couple other guys out. Um, but, you know, usually when you're playing week 10, you know, every team is going to have a few guys out. So we just we have to stay as healthy as possible and make sure we're, we're clicking on all cylinders. And, I, you know, there's a scenario where we can go into the sectionals and play a great game and, and still not win. So, so we, we know what we're up against. It's uh, going to be a great finish here. The Harrison Raiders of the inside track on the NCC title and possibly not having to share the NCC title as long as they can win out all the way down the stretch. Still have Logan Sport and Richmond after this. Uh, should be favored in those matchups. Coach Terry Peebles, Harrison Raiders are on the road down to Indianapolis taking on Arsenal Tech uh, this Friday night. Coach, best of luck here. Uh, stay healthy and uh, bring home a W. All right, buddy? Welcome back. It is the Hammered Out Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. We check back in on the Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, and we got the gang from Purdue Sports on with us here to talk about what is uh, yet another great week of local sports that you go out and check out. Guys, uh, always a pleasure to have you on here. Let's get started here on Thursday. Uh, it's uh, Purdue Soccer back, another Big Ten match at Folk Field, and uh, a fantastic beer deal, isn't it, Madison? Oh, yeah. Thursday, uh, like you said, soccer is going to be back in action at Full Field. They'll be taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes starting at 6 p.m. And we'll have Purdue-branded bucket hats for students, while supplies last. And we'll also have our $2 beer night. So admission is free, and beer is only $2. Free admission, $2 beers, bucket hats while they... Hold on a second. Are bucket hats cool again? Oh, yeah. They're in. The kids are... Your generation, I swear, uh, I see them out with the uh, black socks and sandals, too. Used to get made fun of for doing that stuff. It's all you're doing is trying to make it uncool so you guys could do it. I get it. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Bucket hats while supplies last. That game's going to be on Big Ten Network, too, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so you got to get out there, get your face in the place, and then that way uh, we can show uh, everyone around the Big Ten just how we roll. $2 beers. Again, that's free admission. Thursday night, Folk Field. It's an hour earlier start time, 6 p.m., so make sure you get out there for that. That'll take us into Friday where volleyball is back. Very positive weekend for them. They got two wins on the road at Maryland at Rutgers. They are back with an absolutely massive game on Friday against number 2 Nebraska, Scott. This sounds like it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it should be a good time. Uh, coming off two wins to open up Big Ten play. Uh, we'll open up Big Ten play here at home in Holloway against number 2 Nebraska. As you mentioned, that's Friday at 7 p.m. It is Hawaiian night, so if you have tickets, be sure to get there early. We are giving out uh, Hawaiian shirts to uh, first about 1,000 fans. So that's a giveaway you will not want to miss. It's really cool. Um, and then volleyball will take on Northwestern on Sunday. That game is at 2 p.m., um, and it is lace-up for pediatric cancer. All right, so get your uh, Big Kahuna Burger on Friday. Get on over to Holloway for Hawaiian night. And then it's uh, Sunday against Northwestern, and uh, both sold out, correct? That is correct. Both games are sold out. Um, if you're hoping to watch, you can catch the match against Nebraska on Friday on Big Ten Network and Sundays on Big Ten Plus. All right, and then we're going to turn around, and uh, we got football on Saturday. The battle for the cannon 
That's right, a little tiny cannon. Why it was made so tiny, I don't know, but it's there, and it's a great trophy. We're going to be taking on those jerks from Illinois, and uh, there are not many tickets remaining for this game against Illinois on Saturday, are there? Correct, yeah, there are less than a 1,000 tickets left for Illinois coming up this weekend. So you want to make sure you do that. We got anything special going on for Illinois? Are we rolling out the red carpet for the Illini here? What's going on? We will not be doing that, but we are rolling out the red carpets for a lot of our alum that are coming back into town. Um, so we're excited to welcome home all our program alum as well as university alum since it is homecoming this weekend. Um, like you said, there's a lot of fun things. So we've got pregame, um, our Boilermaker Crossing three hours prior to kick. Does not require a ticket to come out to join our fan activations that are going on there. Um, we will actually have a surprise guest, not really surprised, but um, Colts in Motion. So the Indianapolis Colts in Motion will be joining us at our Boilermaker Crossing. So they will have some fun stuff to join us. Um, over there, like I said, free tickets are free to come, so no ticket required for Boilermaker Crossing. Um, and then obviously our team walk is another fun thing during pregame as well to watch our team um, kind of roll in for game day. Uh, once you're in stadium, obviously the game is fun in itself, and um, we're excited to have you guys out there. Great. Now that Caitlin said free tickets, now I am contractually obligated to give away tickets for the Purdue-Illinois game. We'll do that tomorrow uh, on the Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hot. Thanks a lot, Caitlin. That was my last pair of tickets. You made me give them away. Way to go. <laughs> Sorry about that. My yeah, bad. Jeez, I'll tell you what. These amateurs that we're dealing with here. So don't forget, Thursday night, $2 beer night over at Folk Field. Get out there 6 o'clock for that matchup. Uh, Friday and Sunday's volleyball matchups are sold out. Less than 1,000 tickets still remain for uh, football against Illinois on Thursday, late afternoon kickoff. You don't want to miss out on that. Guys, always a pleasure. Sounds like a great weekend of sports on campus. Boiler up. Boiler up. Big thanks to those guys, as always. Don't forget, I still do have tickets here for you to win for Sunday's volleyball match against Northwestern. It's a 2 o'clock start over at Holloway Gymnasium. The season is sold out. You know this. Text Raven. To 765-447-4080. Again, that number 765-447-4080. Just text RAVEN and uh, I will get you a uh, chance to uh, win those tickets. All right, we're going to draw them out here in like a half hour, maybe. Uh, everybody getting excited. It's uh, basketball season. First day of practice uh, yesterday for the women, and I believe today's the first day for the men. How can you not be excited? As much as I am excited about, uh, or maybe it's the women are first day today's too. I watched the video of Katie Gerald's and stuff today. I'm extremely excited about that women's team this year and, and the possibilities. Now, they did have their first day. It was yesterday. And then the men are today. I got everything. Sick kids, man. I, I'm all over the place here, and I forgot that it's only Tuesday. But, um, no, I'm very excited about what Coach Katie Geralds is going to be able to do with this team. Third year, again, we kind of threw that first year out a little bit just because of she was given, what, a uh, <laughs> a month maybe to get everything in order as head coach. It's not much. Then she has that second year, okay. I've learned a lot of lessons. I've gone through a whole normal year. I can make some adjustments here. She lucks out because she's got a lot coming back on top of this. Five returners 
are starters. Madison Layton's back. Caitlin Harper's back. Abby Ellis is back. Janae Terry and Jayla Smith were fantastic for her last year. I mean, I'm excited at what this team could do. We talked about this last week, too, when they released the Big Ten schedules. Did not get any favors in that schedule in terms of uh, taking on, uh, getting two uh, against, you know, bottom four or five teams in the conference from last season. But I'm really, I'm very positive. I very much like the energy that Coach Gerald's brings. You know, we've had her on the show multiple times. I'm always ready to run through a wall after we get done talking with her. She's one of the most tremendous human beings to be around. If you've never had the chance, let me tell you. I mean, she's just the right mix of of energy-focused leadership. I think this program is just going to hit new highs. You give her time. It's going to happen. And she brought in a good class here as well. I just think that the sky is the limit for this women's basketball team. I mean, they're, they're playing some good competition this year as well in the non-conference. That Bahamar hoops class thing they're doing, I mean, that's nothing but power five teams. Big Ten will be tough. But I think they got a chance to build on a foundation that she's been laying for the last two seasons. In 19 and 11 last year, they made some noise. Not as much as they would have liked, but that's up from the, uh, I mean, there were two games over 500 the year before. And just 7-11 and 11 in the conference. And they took that step forward last year. And I think they can take another step forward this year. Is it going to be as easy? I mean, are they going to win the conference? I don't know. I'm not going to. I never count Katie Gerald's out of anything. But I think there'll still be another marked improvement for him this season. Because I believe in her and that coaching staff. You know, on the men's side, I'll be honest, I'm scared to get into it with you guys on the men's side. Because it it becomes the same old criticisms uh, from people on on the naysayer side. We do it every every year. You bring it in, and then the uh, what, do they, what do they call them, the Ainers, the, the the as long as Matt Painter there is crew, they'll never win anything. Which I still believe is crazy. I know that some of you do think that that's not a crazy statement that you've made, and you're entitled to it. I, I disagree. I think the more you talk to, um. You know, other coaches in the know, they will tell you that he is a first-rate guy in the coaching ranks. Um, if you've ever sat and listened to him talk basketball, you know, that's always a joy. But, you know, the men's season is going to probably 
depend a lot on how much has Braden Smith developed, Fletcher Lawyer, how much has he developed, and how much of an impact can Miles Colvin make out of the gate? You know, Brian Waddell was one of those guys that was uh, a beneficiary on the European trip with some injuries, and he looked good for a couple of those matchups. Cam Heidi now slots in. You've got all that athleticism. Ethan Morton's another guy that is uh, a critical linchpin on this team and and what he'll be able to do. I get a sense that he's just a guy we have not, he hasn't come close to what his potential is yet. I think he's still got a high ceiling that he can achieve this season. That schedule, very tough. Very tough. I think we'll have a good idea who this team is uh, before we get into Big Ten play. But in terms of winning the Big Ten, I'm not sure yet. I, mean, I, I think I think Illinois is going to be improved. I don't know what Indiana is going to be this year. Um, you know, I don't want to count out Michigan just yet. Ohio State is interesting. Michigan State is gonna have they're they're gonna have some dudes. And Purdue doesn't get the benefit of taking on, you know, Northwestern twice. Taking on Minnesota twice. They do not get that luxury. You have to go to Rutgers. It's not going to be easy. I don't know that this team is necessarily because of just how strong uh, that lineup is. They do play Northwestern twice. Um, Because of how strong that lineup is in the non-conference, I don't know that they work their way back to that number one spot again. But I do think it's a team that will hang around in the top 15 for most of the season. if not the top 10. It'll be interesting to see just how uh, how many writers and how many voters and folks still hold last season's early exit against them. But this is still a team that was a one seed and was a number one team last year that's basically returned everybody. I circled December 9th on my calendar. This is the one where I really want to see that Hall of Fame game, uh, Hall of Fame Toronto series against Alabama. That's the one that I really have set. The Maui invite is going to get them some good games. Don't get me wrong, but like, that's such an unusual trip out to there. And you're also playing and I'm, you know, it's, your clock is off and all that. It's just it, it's a little bit different. I'm only putting so much stock into that. It's that Alabama game that really excites me. I think the Arizona game on the 16th excites me as well in the Indy Classic. 
I mean, it's going to be a very tough non-conference stretch. That's why I, I, I think it'll be hard for them to muscle back into a one number one ranking at any point unless they just start off like gangbusters. And that is not out of the realm of possibility. But again, I think those are the three linchpins. The guard position's a real linchpin this year on whether or not they will succeed or whether or not they will fail. That and then the inclusion of the athleticism, Cam Heidi and Miles Colvin, how effective can they be? A lot of great questions, but I'm excited about both these basketball teams. I know there are some people that are just so excited to say, see, I told you so. Cool, man, that's you. That ain't me. I'm trying to be optimistic about this, and uh, there's nothing like basketball in Mackey Arena. Sorry. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Things we may have missed. And uh, your last chance to text in to win those volleyball tickets for Sunday, text RAVEN to 765-447-4080. And that gets you registered to win those volleyball tickets for Sunday in Holloway against Northwestern. Text RAVEN, 765-447-4080. We'll draw out a winner here in just a little bit. We're coming back and wrapping up the Hammer Down Show next on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Hey, welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jessalitis. The last chance for you to text in to win these Purdue volleyball tickets against Northwestern on Sunday. Text Raven to 765-447-4080. That's Raven to 765-447-4080. Eight zero, and you're registered to win those tickets. I'll draw the winner here in about uh, seven or so minutes, roughly. So that's how much time you got left. All right, let's get to some of the things that we may have missed. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Coach Josh Strasser. He is the Region Four Colts uh, Coach of the Week. Mavericks with that big win over Kokomo on Friday, the number two ranked team in four A. I've been saying it for a few weeks. That I knew they were eventually going to get somebody. They were going to get somebody. I thought with, geez, when I looked at that schedule, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, I thought one of the city teams they could get, maybe West Lafayette, Harrison, or Jeff. And Kokomo was the other one that, uh, because they were at such a good start and you saw who they were playing uh, it's no disrespect. Kokomo's got some good players, but I just that defense is so legit over there at McCutcheon. And uh, I know you look at some of those scores that were close against West. They were pretty darn close for most of that game in West against West Lafayette, and that was without uh, what two of their best players on defense. And they got it back for the Harrison game, and that thing was a slugfest for quite some time. So shout out to Coach Strasser. He one hundred percent deserves that. Um, I, I like, I like seeing them be better. I know some people will sit here and go, "Well, you, you know, you're being a homer or something." I didn't go to any of these schools around here. All I know is we have five great coaches, and I want to see five good programs because it's good for the area. It's good for the kids. It's uh, good for us debating on who's the best at this and that. I think some of y'all forget what it was like maybe a little over a decade ago where we couldn't, you know, in that old uh, Hoosier Crossroads uh, conference where we couldn't get uh, Jeff to win a game. Uh, We couldn't get McCutcheon to win a game for years. 
I mean, we had nice stretches there where they just couldn't win. Harrison couldn't get above 500. Now, West Lafayette's been good since I've been doing this for about 15 years now. CC's been pretty solid, save that one year after Kevin O'Shea left, and they kind of had to hurry to put everything together that one year. But then they brought in Brian Nay, and they started to trend back upwards and won another state title. But I I remember where three out of the five teams were just like, just hurting bad. Now we got five good coaches running five programs that are continually getting better. And that's what I like to see. It's good for the kids. It's good for local football as a whole. It keeps interests up, which is half the battle. And, again, I enjoy talking to all five of those coaches. It stinks when they play each other because, you know, I want to see uh, everybody's programs do good, but I also appreciate these uh, city battles, too. So shout out to Coach Strasser. I'm what in the breakthrough with that program uh, because it is hard to come in, take over something for a, a legacy coach. As long as Ken Frahiger was there, it's tough to come in. If you don't have success early on, some people can wane, and I don't want that for him because I know he's a real good dude who really cares about those kids in that program, and uh, it's nice to see good people succeed, and he's doing that, so congratulations to him. Also, it's coming. It's going to happen. Get ready. And it's probably already here a little bit. The Bush push play in the NFL has been 100% adapted. Everybody is doing it. And now here comes the debate whether or not it should be legal. Every week we're getting a little bit more and more to this and people don't like it. I'll be honest, I don't hate it, but I can see why people are upset by it, because it's almost, it's virtually unstoppable for about a half, like like a one yard, half inch, virtually. What's the success rate? This has got to be like 96, 97% going for it on the the Bush Bush stuff. Does that mean the NFL should outlaw it just because it's working? I, I, I don't think so. I don't think that should come out. And I don't think the competition committee is going to do anything about it. I've yet to see what the real problem with it is. But I get how frustrating it is. It's like fourth and one. Third and one, they all line up, and it's just like, how's my defense supposed to stop? How's any defense supposed to stop that? I get it. But get ready. It's going to be a big storyline here, I think, over the next couple of weeks. They're really going to start to amplify that, and uh, you're going to have to take a side, just forewarning you. All right, that's going to do it for us on the uh, show today. Coming up tomorrow, Coach Brian Nay, Central Catholic Knights, will join us, plus more Purdue football tickets for you to win. That's tomorrow back here on the Hammer Down Show on 101.7.